We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Is this a wedding song? Is this playing at your wedding? This uh, Soul Decision Faded is Rick, if you're listening, is playing at my wedding. <laughs> Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Um, and that is one of the things we're, uh, we're getting into today. I have to admit something, okay. Brian. Before we even get on with the show, you know, I like to be honest. And I want to be honest to our audience. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I struck out in slow pitch softball. That's embarrassing. I would say actually, no. You taking a walk is more embarrassing than striking. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I do. I didn't have to buy to walk. I don't have to buy a round of shots when you strike out. Even though I had an RBI earlier in the game, I still had to buy the team around of shots. It's kind of embarrassing, but I think I would do the same thing. I I could strike out easily in slow pitch softball. Strike out swinging in slow pitch yeah. softball. Ooh. Well, that's the thing. I, I think you have to swing. I think it's more embarrassing not to swing. Yeah. What Even was, if you're going to miss the balls, just swing. What was embarrassing is I swung at strike two, so the next pitch I was swinging at anything, and it was so far off the plate. I'm just embarrassed this morning, and I thought I would share. Here's the thing, though. No that, one would know if you didn't just say that. It's not like embarrassing like the Blue Jays last night in that uh, triple ooh, play they got yeah, caught in. Ooh. Everyone saw it. It's being played you know, over and over again on ESPN this morning. Nice to see Buffalo, by the way, on uh, the national news. Uh, but you, I don't think the cameras were there. No, thank you. could have got away with it. Yeah, we could have just kept it between Hurwitz and Fine in the DA's <laughs> office, and hopefully that wouldn't have leaked out. But, you know, I thought just to talk about it now before. Um... I do love that you play with law firms. You must fit right in. no i stick out like a sore thumb (laughs) um all right yeah so one of the things we are and i uh i mentioned it yesterday we are going to talk a little bit about weddings and we do want to hear from you 803-0930 our volkswagen of orchard park text board uh give us a call to uh on the topic of weddings because today is today is big um this weekend is big for people who are getting married people who are having weddings for event centers who throw them on it's the first weekend, and today will be the first Friday in over a year where you can get married, uh, you know, in a normal way. Like kind of how you would want to, right? Throw a big wedding party at a venue, at a whatever. I mean, people have been doing it many different ways, right? It's been smaller ceremonies. People have still gotten married over the last year. Uh, people have thrown big parties in their backyard or something like that. But it, it's always been, right, a little... Um, a little bit of a, a give and take. Yeah, I mean, th- a year ago I went, I attended a Zoom wedding. So think of how far we've gone in the, yeah. <laughs> in the last year. So uh, t- this is the first weekend. Yeah, and and I'm performing a wedding tomorrow. Oh, that 
And you're prepared, ready to go. Um, yeah, sure. Right. Um, I got you know most of the stuff there. Um, so I any I, what I want to hear from people out there is a few things. One, what and of course Joe is getting married later this year. That's right. So this is for both of us. One, what makes a good wedding? And and this could be an advice for me as the officiant. You know what what makes a good uh, official uh, at the ceremony. You know what do you want to hear? What do you not want to hear? Uh, want to keep it brief? Is there any part you'd like to be a little bit longer? You let me know. What makes a good wedding reception? You can let us know. I mean, and what are the ingredients to make an enjoyable wedding now that they're finally able to happen again? I think the number one, when it comes to the reception, and, uh, and I should, before you go, I know where you're going with this. This is for, you can come at it one of a bunch of different ways. This is for people attending the wedding, yes. or this is for the bride and groom themselves. Right, and I, and I think this is important um, for the reception after dinner. Uh, you know, don't just sit at your table. Make sure you are part of making it a fun wedding, right? I, I went to a wedding a few years ago, and uh, the dance floor was empty. Mm-hmm. Empty! And, you know, this was a wedding I was, at the time, dating someone. I didn't know anyone at this wedding it was me the girl i was seeing and that's it i didn't know anyone else there but guess what after three songs played and the dj is asking people to to come on the dance floor and no one is do you know who went on the dance floor joe beamer a random guy no one knew i got on the dance floor and believe me it started heating up i think you and me are the same uh you're the same boat right that it's uh we are the people who are we're not going to be the wallflowers at the wedding that's right. <laughs> uh, we're out on there, and I'm. you say you bring people to the dance floor? That's right. I don't know if I have the same effect, but I will be on there and make sure it's not empty. Well, I, I think, I'm not sure I bring them. I think people get sick of seeing just me and yeah. my awful dance moves. They and feel say, sorry for you. Yeah, exactly. There, it, exactly. Yeah. All right. Get the embarrassment uh, off into the But, corner. you know, when you go to a wedding, <laughs> when you go to a wedding, just be prepared to have fun. Don't, don't re- realize someone paid a lot of money for this wedding. Mm-hmm. Don't be a bump on the log. You can contribute to the fun of the wedding. I like that. That's a good attitude to go yes. in with uh, if you're a guest. I, a couple of comments coming in on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930. Open bar and short speeches. Yes. There's, this person. I mean, you say it right there. That goes before crowding the dance floor. Open bar. <laughs> oh, and short speeches. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, advice for me, no corny jokes or embarrassing childhood stories. I, I was staying away from that. I, I, you know, no corny jokes is the, I'm not going to try and be funny at all. Really? During the, yeah, no. I mean, if there is something that happens, it, it's going to be short, not too short, but brief. And I, this isn't the one thing that I uh, try and keep in mind throughout the whole thing. This is in no way, this is, isn't your show. I want to be as much in the background. I'm just there right. to facilitate, right? Right. I don't know. I don't want anyone looking at me. I don't want people remembering me at all. Like, I, I should be a ghost. I'm just there to cross the T's and dot the I's on the paper. That That's a good point. Now, when you say quick, how quick is this ceremony going to be? The one I did last year was around, it was a little over 10 minutes. Good. That's, for the entire ceremony. That's great. I'm aiming for like 15 Yeah, uh, this time around. I want my ceremony to be one minute. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> is that possible? I don't know if it is. You know, um, we tell people to get there at 5, but it doesn't really start till 5.59, and the one-minute ceremony goes right into the reception. I'm, I'm not sure if that's possible. Ah. 
All right. But, you know, 10 minutes is not bad. I think people do want a little bit. People do want a little bit of a show. I Once you get past half an hour, I do. that's kind of people start to lose a little bit of patience and wonder, okay, what, you know, when when are we out of here? Uh, so I, I think that's there is a sweet spot there. In between 10 and 30 minutes, I feel like that's the best. Have you ever been to a fake ceremony? And what I mean by this is that the the couple already got married legally, okay? And they are just having a cer- oh, a ceremony with a I non-licensed think, person. I think that is probably going to be super popular this year, right? Where you got married legally, maybe on your planned wedding date in the past, but now you want to actually have the party. And I, I enjoy that. And I think that people like the, to have that happen where you're at a wedding – you like to see maybe a little bit of the ceremony part. No mm. one got to see it. I mean, that's why a lot of people go to the wedding, right? To see the the actual wedding. Mm. See, this is where I disagree. Like, I don't want to waste my time with something that already happened. Let's go right to the Joe party. Joe calls marriage and vows a waste of time. No, no. That's, no, no, no. that's not what I said. That, that's out of context. I said, if it's already happened, you've already confessed your love for each other. I don't need to see this again. I want to go right to the reception part. <laughs> I don't think the word is confessed. Isn't that what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) Teresa is in West Seneca. You're on WBEN. How's it going? Oh, great this morning. Uh, I just want to comment about something Joe said about people getting on the dance floor. Well, I see a wedding as a bride and groom's first party. And the whole purpose of being host to a party is to make sure your guests are going to have a good time. And I've been to weddings, and I love to dance. If the music isn't danceable for me, forget about it. Uh, I think that a bride and groom needs to make sure that there is a, 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 a wide variety of, of music taste uh, and not just one kind. I see. Uh, there's two schools of thought on this, Teresa, and I, I could go either way. I understand what you're saying. You want the music to be something that's conducive to getting people on the dance floor. That's the whole point of having the music there in the first place. At the same time, I I also, you know, if you want your ceremony to be reflective of you and the bride and groom are happy with the music that's being played, even if it's kind of clearly evident that it's hard to dance to and not getting people out there. <laughs> I also think, you know what, if that's the way they want their wedding, um, you know, and they're happy with it at the end, then so be it. You missed the whole point. This is the bride and groom's first party. They are the host. They have to start the dancing. To try to think of everything. If they want a great party and they want their aunts and uncles up on that dance floor, then by gosh, make sure that there is a polka or there's a marimba number or there is conga line or something like that. We're talking one song here. You know, so you've got to kind of think of everybody and then everybody has a great time. Everybody's talking about the wedding. And it just, again, it gives a good vibe to wish this couple well and, you know, and wish them a great life together uh, for the future. Well, hey, we appreciate the uh, sentiment. And, uh, Teresa, thanks for the call. I Conga line. Oh, yeah. That's, I, that's I want to go back to conga line for That's a my number one request. Any Just wedding. taking that right down the street. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting everyone involved uh, for the con- – that's my request. If you hear the conga and I'm at a wedding, chances are that was me who asked for it. I, I it, uh, When I got married, it was very much a – it started off, you know, you, you kind of hit every era and every genre in yes. between. And I, I think there is a, a mixture of 
music that people are going to dance to, the older music that people are going to dance to, and also mixing in some personal favorites of the bride and groom that you want to dance. I, I think you can kind of have it all. If you really want to, well, I think I think you have to. I, if Therese, what Teresa said, I, I will take some away from that. Yeah, I think you know playing music that the bride and groom like, obviously mainly, uh, but you do have to throw some favorites in there just to make sure everyone is enjoying uh, and giving everyone a chance to get on the dance floor and feel comfortable. Because I think most people are like me. Once you're on the dance floor, you don't want to get off. <laughs> <laughs> I once I'm on the dance floor, people can't wait till I get off. Is that it? But it doesn't happen. I'm sorry to tell you, it does not happen. No, I. It, it's an exciting weekend for that, where I think a lot of people are getting back to uh, that sense of a normal wedding, the way everyone kind of envisions, without any sort of compromises in between. Right. I, I we've been saying this for a while now, but I do feel bad for the people that have gotten married in the last month. That were still mm-hmm. under some of those restrictions, and uh, I'm I'm sure they made the best of it. I'm sure it's a night they'll remember forever. Um, but uh, this weekend, tonight, starts the full weddings in New York State. Are you going to have to do anything different, Joe? Because you're kind of far in advance. You've been pretty much preparing as if it's going to be a normal time all along, right? Right. I mean, we we've thought of uh, deep in September. The only thing is, if the Virginia Tech games move to 7 o'clock, then we're in a lot of trouble. Um, but, you know, we, we've thought that by then everything will be gone, and it looks that way. You're looking at the third Bills home game that weekend. I so. do like, uh, you know, we're in a lot of trouble. No, you're in a lot of trouble, because when you're sneaking off to watch the game, there's going to be somebody upset <laughs> with you, right? <laughs> um, and some pushback. And I do think, you know, Teresa, maybe putting a little too much um, onus on the bride and groom during their wedding. Somebody texting in, they're not the hosts of their first party. The families are the hosts. That way the guests can send the couple off to their honeymoon. I guess it's how you look at, at it. I, um, I think either way might be a little old school. Yeah. You know, either, you know, t- to declare anybody as the host I think it's more of a gathering of to the best uh, version of a wedding is, and the way I can describe it is it's probably, and not everybody who's important to you over the course of your life is going to be there. Whether people who were invited can't make it, or people who you know come around later in your life, and right. you know you look back and you're like, oh man, I wish you know my wedding included all these other people. But generally speaking, for your wedding. It might be the only time, and I think this is, you know, true uh, for me. I don't, it's probably true for you because you have so many people out of town for your wedding, and that's true for a lot of people. It might be the only time in your life where you have a party where there's everybody you're close to and care about in one space at the same time, yeah. and, and that really will might never happen again. Right, um, and, and that to me is like kind of the essence of the good wedding. Right. I mean, think about it. Well, until your fu- your funeral, you might get that that same gathering well, again. Well, but yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be there. So, uh, but you think about it. You know, you've had you have your family gatherings, you have friend gatherings, you have different groups of friends that you know you don't always see them all together. I think that's that's very true. That night is really the one time that all the people that you specifically a crowd for people that you and your significant yeah. other care about. It's family friends. It's families uh, mixing, uh, families who don't see each other. Uh, right. it, you know, it's all of that all together. And I, that, to me, is truly kind of what makes, if, if you're the bride or groom, that's what makes the party is having all those people 
in one area. And that is what makes this weekend so exciting is for the last year, even the weddings that have gone on, you know, in large part, there's been compromises made where that hasn't happened. Right. And maybe that changes this weekend and bringing back, I, again, to me, the best part of the wedding is having all those people right there and to bring kind of that sense of, all right, we, we finally did it. We have that special day where we're all together at once. Uh, you know, it's back and it feels good. It's also very telling of where you rank um, on your family's list of caring. Uh, you might have an aunt and uncle who have decided they're going to go to their 50th college reunion instead of your wedding. And now, you know, okay, you rank under their 50th college reunion. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't sound like a very specific example at all. <laughs> Not at all. I just I just came up with it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do see that. I, I like the um, – my favorite is, you know, where you're sitting. Generally, people do a good, a good job of seating people with people who they kind of Ooh. know they would like to be yeah. seated with. But it is funny. There's also, you know, times when you go to a wedding and you're sitting with people and you're like, ah, I wish I was over at this table. Oh. And the people at that table were like, yeah, I would trade you for these people who are over at our table. And, you know, we would do this kind of swap. It, it is interesting to see, you know, where the bride and groom maybe uh, view you in terms of who you are close to, according to them, right? That's, <laughs> that is very true. And I will not go into specific examples of this. I do know it's difficult to plan where people sit. I understand that. I'm not taking anything away from that. Uh, but yes, there have been a couple weddings where I sit at the table and I see the people that are starting to sit around me, and I can't wait until festivities that bring you away from the table allow me the ex- right. excuse to get away from that table. Yeah, um, taking like a lot of bathroom breaks when you're at that table that yes. you don't. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Dancing around. to slow songs by myself if I have to. Hang on, I know he's not serving, but I have to tip the bartender again <laughs> just to, <laughs> any way to get out of your seat. Can I mention, since we're talking weddings, my my least favorite thing about a wedding? Okay. We've we've actually talked about this on our show before, clinking the wedding glass, the, uh, oh, yeah, that's the right. drink glasses. That's just a complete no-no. And after a year... I almost forgot. I'm glad you keep bringing this up so I can remember to do it at yours. Well, you can. I said you <laughs> can. You have the uh, you have the pass. But I just, I don't get that. No one wants to hear that. It's annoying. Uh, so I think, you know, we're back to normal this weekend, going to weddings. You know, spare the, the bride and groom. I, I disagree. I'm a, <laughs> clink away. Let's go. Uh, so we're taking that, and I'm, I'm like we said, Joe's getting married later this year. I'm performing a wedding tomorrow. ceremony tomorrow. If you have any tips for either one of us, uh, you know, when it comes to the reception, the ceremony itself, let us know, 803-0930. We're also going to be talking about uh, what has made the news again over the last 24 hours, and that is the vaccines and the bills. And when it comes to a couple of things, the players themselves and getting into a Bills game. The Buffalo News headline, Erie County, if you want to see a Bills game in person, you still need to be vaccinated. I don't think that uh, I I agree with that headline 100% based on my interpretation of what was said yesterday. And I do want to get into that and uh, some of the questions that do arise and what we're seeing in other venues where vaccination is required that, I don't know, might make people think twice about it just a little bit. All of that still to come on BMAS and B. Hey, remember your code word for the sound. Oh, word. yes. Harbor. Text that word into 72881 H A R B O R. 
you could win $1,000. We'll be back after this. It's been. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Baz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Maz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Had someone yesterday tell me that this song makes them physically ill. This is one of the best weekend kickoff songs. So thank you for listening, but I have to disagree. I can't speak to uh, no, I either of that. I just no won't. song will make me physically ill. I'm not exactly cranking this on the car like you are when, oh, <laughs> when I dude, leave here today. You want to talk about songs that will be on at the wedding? Return I'm the, sure. Return the Mac might play three times. Every hour on the hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's wedding. Uh, we are talking a little bit about this. It is the big uh, big comeback for weddings this weekend with the restrictions lifted. 803-0930. Somebody chimed in uh, on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, I've been listening for years. Never heard about your wedding vocation. How did that come about? Well, Frank... Um, I went on the internet one day, and five minutes later, I can marry you and whoever you want me to marry. <laughs> that's, that's how it came about. Um, no, friends, uh, friends only for right now. Is we'll, this your uh, third? We'll see. It's my second. This is uh, your s- being done that I that I'm doing. Was when I did, supposed to do another one? When did you get the the license? Over a year ago. Well, over a year ago. Um, I think uh, like a couple of years ago. I was officially registered, and you okay. know, it took about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, how long does it last? It only took about five minutes because I had spotty cell reception, <laughs> too. It could have could have been faster. How long does it last until you have to re-up? Never. I never wow. have to re-up. So it's, it's, for eternity. It's good longer than your Excelsior Pass. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, you probably have seen the headlines this morning about uh, going to see a Bills game. It's back in the news again. Even after early this week, we heard Tuesday night that Highmark Stadium can be open, 100% capacity, no restrictions, uh, a vaccination or otherwise. It's open, says the state of New York. Well, the headline in the Buffalo News, Erie County, if you want to see a Bills game in person, you still need to be vaccinated, saying that the county executive, Mark Polenkar, is not changing his position that only Bills fans 
can attend game uh, uh, can the only Bills game fans who can attend games are the ones who have been vaccinated. Now this is the quote from the county inside of that story. It says right now, I do not have any change to report in our position on the Bills fan attendance issue, according to Peter Anderson. That's a spokesperson for Mark Polencars. With well over two months to go until the opening game, it seems reasonable there should be enough vaccinated people by that time to have a 100% vaccinated attendance. And that's the quote. Okay, so that is to me. Now, this is my reading into it. Now, the news reading into it was, hey, this is the rule. If you want to see a Bills game, you have to get vaccinated. My reading into that quote is we would like to put this rule on, but still nothing has been made official and there's nothing going forward right now that says if you buy a bills ticket there's no box you have to click that says yes i'm vaccinated there's no plan in place as of right now that you need that vaccination now to channel two news the state came out with a statement in response the governor's office saying that the only institutions that could issue a vaccine requirement for the stadium were the state themselves or the Buffalo Bills, the statement given to Channel 2 says Erie County nor the county executive have the authority to issue a vaccine requirement at the stadium. So those two things taken into conjunction, I don't take that to mean as, hey, you still need a vaccine or a vaccine uh, passport or something like that to go see a Bills game. I take that to mean as uh, looking at this in its entirety, the state has opened up the stadium to 100%. That's how it's going to be. The county would still like to institute a rule that you have to be vaccinated to go to a Bills game, but nothing's been made official just yet. Because they can't. Because, potentially because, they can't, so says the state of New York. So the county wants you to know, hey, we'd love to make sure that only vaccinated people were allowed in the stadium, Uh, but the state of New York has already said that, and the CDC, by the way, has already said, outdoor events especially with mostly vaccinated individuals. And at 70%, we are at mostly vaccinated individuals. The outdoor events do not cause that uh, that uh, danger of spreading COVID as uh, was thought last year. So I don't know. I just, I look at this and I don't think it's as much of a story, right? As you might be led to believe. But then there are some new wrinkles, right? Because there are some venues that would still require that if you wanted to get to 100% capacity. Here locally, it's the arena downtown. Yes. It's Alumni Arena. Um, other venues could re- require it. So far, no, none really have. Uh, something like Art Park had that in place, but as soon as the state dropped their requirements, they our park dropped theirs, uh, right? Saying that you don't have to be fully vaccinated or show proof to come in and uh, go to 100% capacity. Uh, Bruce Springsteen performing on Broadway. And we know from the governor's announcements that Broadway shows, anything on Broadway, you're going to be open 100% capacity if you're fully vaccinated. Now, all right, that sounds simple enough. We know the rules for Broadway. The rules get a little trickier than that. This is from the star in Toronto, Canada, where Toronto and uh, Canada and other areas of Ontario, they have been using primarily the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, So that goes for the UK, many parts of Europe, and in Canada, that's been their primary vaccination for people out there. 
Well, according to the theater's website, where Springsteen on Broadway is set to happen starting June 26th, you need to be fully vaccinated with an FDA-approved vaccination. So that means you need to be two weeks after a second dose of Pfizer or Moderna or 14 days after a Johnson & Johnson vaccine shot. You have to provide proof of vaccination from your healthcare provider, physical copy, or through the smartphone app. So this is from the site. It says, at the direction of New York State, only FDA-approved, and you know you can go into the logistics of that, COVID vaccines will be accepted. So if you're coming from Canada, you have the AstraZeneca vaccination. That doesn't count for going into whether it is the Springsteen on Broadway or if there were to be a requirement that you have to be vaccinated to go to a Bills game, uh, it would be my understanding based on this that that would also be the case. So cut out everyone in Ontario who would want to come down for a Bills game. Isn't that funny, though? It is the AstraZeneca, you know, the vaccine that America gave to Canada. They're not going to allow you to use as vaccination to get into events here in New York State? I, it's it's just uh, it's a little... And it is kind of strange that this is, this is a state directive. This is at direction of the state. Only these vaccines will be accepted. So that really does, you know, for all the New York is reopened talk that you have out there, it really does cut out a big percentage of the world. Yeah. You know, you want to bring tourism... Any tourism from Europe, anything from Canada, the rules state as of right now. And like I said, everything is uh, can last two days, right? This might be an oversight that uh, might change the second we say this and it gets amplified a yeah. little bit. 11.30 today. Uh, but <laughs> as of right now, if you're welcoming in those people, they're not going to be able to go to those fully vaccinated events because of the only vaccine that they were able to get in their home country was one that we're not going to allow for admittance into an event. I see this changing one of two ways. Either that being any kind of vaccine, uh, especially any vaccine that is at least, well, I don't know how that would be worded, but at least any vaccine that, um, a COVID vaccine that has been proven to work. I mean, AstraZeneca has been proven to work. It's just not one that we have deemed uh, safe. Uh, it, it, It has been proven effective. By the way, you want to talk about Tourism, Brian, we should be doing our show on site today because I don't know if you heard the big news. Uh, the state capitol has reopened to tourists starting today. Oh, it has? We could have done a show from Albany. I Yeah, that's my tourist destination. You I, know, I finally, finally take my vacation. I've been uh, postponing that, for a couple years. That now. trip down the 90. Six Flags Darien Lake uh, updating. No more uh, reservations for time, uh, temperature checks, social distancing not required outside at Six Flags Darien Lake. They're making that announcement today. Uh, you know, it's... When it comes to the stadium and requiring that vaccination, I I do think you come to the point where we've been talking about it for a while. The vaccine is out there. Eventually, you should open up to normal. And it's on people to make their decision. Yes. And this was kind of reinforced Um, in me by something I was reading the other day from a Harvard doctor who was uh, writing in The Hill uh, about public health and how it is effective. This is Martin Koldorf. 
He's a biostatistician, epidemiologist, professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. All that just means he's smarter than me. <laughs> uh, and he wrote in a story on, uh, he was mostly talking about vaccinating younger people and how, you know, maybe it's better off to donate these vaccines to other countries who need it for their older and vulnerable populations instead of focusing in on 12 uh, years old and around that age over here. Uh, but in it, he includes this point where he says public health relies on trust to be effective. The public is not going to trust public health advice unless public health officials reciprocate by trusting in the public. He says vaccine mandates go against that basic principle in public health. He thinks that any mandate to that is going to backfire by increasing vaccine hesitancy. And so that's him speaking from uh, you know, his position as a uh, Harvard Medical School professor, as an epidemiologist, I can just speak from my position as somebody who lives in society, right, and kind of uh, look takes a look at what goes on. And I kind of think that what you would see would back that up, that for people when they are pushed, and no one likes to be pushed into something. Um, it's when you're given the choice and you're given information, Generally, you can expect people to make the right choice, I, right. I think. But when you're pushed into that, people don't like to be pushed into it. And I, when you're pushed, you're more likely to push back, even if you weren't meaning to push back in the first place. And I definitely think there is something of, you know, well, you need a vaccine to go to a Bills game. Well, you need a vaccine to do this. You have to get it. You have to get it. You have to get it. I, I do think there is a sense of people that, you know, oh, oh, you know what, I Maybe I won't. Yeah. There, it's it's not even a rebellious nature. I think it's just human nature to be, you know, you're poked, poked, poked. You know, get out of my face a little bit. It's like my dog. My dog. I love my dog so much. And I, I, I would love to pet him all the time. But there are some points of the day where he's in my face, in my face, lifting his hand, sticking his nose under. And I'm like, all right, you got to get away from me for a second. Right. You know, I got to push back just a little bit. You know, I, I do want to pet you. I do want to give you the attention. I know it's the right thing to do to give you that attention, but you've got to learn to stop doing that and stop pushing me into it. And that's coming from someone from Harvard Medical School who sees that generally in public health. That's what they've noticed over the years. And I just think generally in human nature. I don't think you need to have that sort of credential to back that up with some evidence of your own. Especially after 15 months of being told what to do, right? I mean, we have already been pushed so much uh, doing this, doing that, don't do this, don't do that, that I think a lot of people, like you said, are just like, hey, can you, can you just for two seconds just get out of my face and let me make a decision? Can I make one decision? Right. And what's the evidence for that? 70%, right? Is that, is that all the evidence you need? 70% and climbing? Maybe not right. climbing as fast as some people would like to see, but 70% and climbing who have made the decision without a vaccine mandate. There's not been anything you've had to do that requires you to get vaccinated, right? right? A anyone can do anything that's been available to do with or without vaccination, and still 70% have gone this way without being pushed. So why now, when you're looking at that, do you feel the need to push? Because I, I would argue it's been working very well giving people information, letting them come to that decision in their own mind. And somebody passed along this comment that, and normally internet comments are not very good. <laughs> I thought this one was uh, kind of excellent. Um, and this person said that vaccines are widely available. They're upwards of 95% effective against hospital-level disease, 100% effective against death. And that's what we've heard from healthcare officials. So 
um, that kind of checks out. They're effective against the variants. That checks out as well. Uh, he's, he said in this comment, check the CDC. You look at the, that's where you get the numbers from, and it all checks out. This commenter said, for years I avoided the flu vaccine, aware of the risk of illness I was taking, the onus was on me. He said, I'm glad these restrictions have been lifted. I'm 100% vaccinated for COVID. If unvaccinated people choose to go to concerts or wherever, they take the risk and should do so with their eyes wide open. The rest of the population should not suffer. And, and I do think that's a, a, a very good comment of where we kind of stand right now. That, you know, at some, peop- at some point, we do need a return of personal right. responsibility. And at some point, there's enough information out there about what we know to this point on the vaccine that you trust people, people who choose not to get vaccinated. The onus is on them in large part. If you are vaccinated, you're protected. You don't really have to worry about the unvaccinated person next to you. We heard that from Dr. Nancy Nielsen, uh, expert in this, who joined us a couple of weeks ago. And all the evidence since then has since backed that up as mask requirements have been lifted. Everything and the numbers continue to fall in hospitalizations and cases. That all backs up what we've heard from the doctors about the effectiveness of the vaccine. So I, I do think there is that point to this whole argument that at some point it is a return of personal responsibility yeah. and not pushing you into something. And a little late on the personal responsibility, in my opinion. But, you know, Brian, I always go back to the simplistic. I'm a simple person uh, to the simplistic example of New York State allows you to go. You can go to the corner store right now and buy as many packs of cigarettes as you want. And you could pat, you could smoke a cigarette for the rest of the day. You could have a, a, 10 packs of cigarettes today. And the New York State will let you do that with just a little warning. We've been given the warning. OK, we've been given 15 months of COVID-19 and who it affects and what it could do. We know, people know, and they know vaccines are out there. Let them make that decision. Let them uh, take a little personal responsibility. And if they feel the risk is not as much as getting the vaccine, then that's on them. That is their right to do so. And we should be able to go about life, especially if you trust that the vaccine works, uh, go about life as we did in 2019. And that would go for... Football players, too, right? Cole Beasley yes. making news, um, talking about the vaccine, uh, tweeting his criticism of the Players Association of the NFL for basically releasing guidelines that say if you haven't been vaccinated, you're really not allowed to do uh, uh, much of anything outside of the practice facility. Um, and, and, of course, he gets backlash from everybody. He gets backlash from members of the media, backlash from all of Twitter. But I, I do think it's important to look at the context because you can't treat Everybody the same. Cole Beasley, a uh, young NFL player, should not be treated the same as an 80-year-old man from the same town and the same household, right? It's a completely different risk level. And just like everybody else, he has had a year plus to take in this information. And it comes at a time when, yeah, there is a vaccine advisory panel hearing data and evidence on 300 or so cases of myocarditis, that heart inflammation that's happened in mostly men under the age of 30 who have gotten a COVID vaccine. Now, the CDC will point out that 300 of the millions is a very small risk, that a bad outcome from COVID is a much greater risk. 
But let's not pretend that this doesn't exist. Yep. And what is wrong with letting somebody make up their own mind and kind of look at that at the same time and decide what's right or wrong from them? And if the people around him are vaccinated and feel comfortable around him, I, why should one person be punished or mocked at for thinking just a little bit differently? He was backed up by his vaccinated teammate, John Feliciano, who tweeted later that people should respect others' decisions on what they want to do with their bodies. And that should go not just for a football player, but for anyone listening to our voice right now. I, it's a little bit of a personal respect uh, each way. And listen, personal responsibility, right? It, yeah. it comes into play at some point. Uh, we'll get the I think return we're at that to point. that. Um, and that goes for everyone getting married. Personal responsibility. You're choosing this partner. Brian, I- <laughs> You working that into the ceremony don't, tomorrow? Don't blame the officiant for tying the knot for you. You guys came into this. We can't wait to hear how it goes uh, tomorrow, Brian. You'll have to tell us on Monday. We will be back on Monday. Don't miss Hardline Sunday trying to get all the mayoral candidates. So uh, if you're running for mayor and haven't gotten back to my request, uh, please do so today. Uh, so don't miss Hardline. Don't miss Beamaz and Beamer back on Monday. And we are four minutes away from a WBEN summer stimulus. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.